Well, greetings, subscribers, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and this is an attempt at a show. Wasabi, how's everybody doing today? Hello there. There we go. Uh, a little better timing. Uh, what's up? You know, this is the subscribers only uh, episode, episode seventy-two, which will be the. Uh, Drum roll, please. I need a drum roll button. Hmm. Uh, Hulk the End comic review for subscribers only. Uh, as recommended by everyone who voted. Uh, Zafludo definitely wanted me to do the Hulk one. So, this is for her. Um, Hulk the End is a compilation of three, well, two stories... But three books. Uh, there's a part one and part two of one story and uh, the other story. The other story is called The End. And the other story is called Future Imperfect. Um, both written by Peter David. Uh, with art by George Perez. For uh, Future Imperfect. The late, great George Perez. And David, what is it? David Cohen? Uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Dale Cohen uh, D-A-L-E Dale Keown K-E-O-W-N was the artist of uh, Hulk the End or as it's called The Last Titan that was a little bit of a short story that was written and Hulk the End was written by uh, David uh, uh, Peter David probably the greatest uh, if not yeah probably the greatest uh, Hulk writer since probably Stan Lee, if you will. Um, and uh, who did uh, Immortal Hulk? Gar- not Garthinus. Oh, uh, shit. Well, whoever did uh, 
Immortal Hulk is a close second, I, I would say. Immortal Hulk seemed like a really good story. I just forgot who the fuck wrote it. Um, okay, so getting into the story. Uh, the first story is, of course, Future Imperfect, in which Hulk is transported to an alternate uh, future. And we're going to say alternate future because when it comes to going into the future in comics, it's never the future. It's an alternate future. And in the alternate future, uh, there is a single, in a dystopian world that exists, uh, I believe it's called Dystopia. Yeah, Dystopia is the city. Um, there's one major power and one man in charge. And so these group of rebels go back in time and go get the Hulk to help save them from this one trouble. And at this time, Hulk was both, uh, he had the brains and the personality of Bruce Banner, but the body of the Incredible Hulk. This was uh, Smart Hulk uh, time. Uh, what was it? 1993 or 94, if I'm not mistaken, was when uh, Future Imperfect came out. Uh, yeah, 93, 92 or 93. I'm going to say, if memory serves me right. So in dystopia, there's only one major power, one man in charge, one man who dis, you know, who has the police, he has uh, the power, the security, the everything that everything goes through him. And uh, so these uh, this. Rebels, let's say. These rebels go back in time and retrieve Bruce Banner Hulk to deal with the situation. And it turns out that the problem that he needs to uh, address and battle is called the Maestro. And the Maestro is the Hulk. Uh, rather aged up. Uh, with a beard and a receding hairline, and he's more powerful, more stronger, more bloodthirsty, more ruthless than ever before. And so, um, and it turns out that one of the rebels is Rick Jones's granddaughter. And she's the one who goes to get the Hulk. And he, she, he gets into some... Uh, Problems with uh, local security and shit. And uh, word gets to the maestro that this thing called the Hulk is, you know, causing some troubles in the city. And maestro's like, uh-huh. So uh, he goes to uh, handle the situation himself with some of his security staff and all that. And they go to the rebels' base and him and the Hulk fight. And they first meet up and they're like, Dr. Banner, I presume. They're face to face. And they go, Dr. Banner, I presume. And they have a lengthy fight. And Maestro is basically telling him, like, you, you're fighting the wrong side that you should join. Like, basically join me with the dark side of the force type shit, you know. And uh, he's trying to convince him. And in order to do so, in their first fight, he paralyzes Hulk. Uh, he snaps his neck and paralyzes him for uh, for an extended period of time because apparently he 
uh, he heals from certain damage for X amount of time. So while he has him, uh, like he snaps it, like they have a big old fight. And by the second issue of Future Imperfect, they're still fighting, but by the middle, he's, uh, uh, Hulk is distracted uh, and Maestro gets behind him and snaps his neck and paralyzes him. Like he fucks up his shoulder and his arm and, and snaps his neck and takes him to his uh, castle and tries to woo him. That, well, <laughs> funny enough, there's a part... Where he's in, the, he's lying in a bed. I'm on the, I'm on the page right now. He's lying in bed, and he sees this woman, uh, nursing him. He's in a neck brace, his arms in a sling and shit, and he's on this bed and shit. And she tells him like, "I'm here to service you in any way, shape, or fashion." The maestro deems it that way, and since he's paralyzed, he can't do anything. So, um, she rapes him. <laughs> like she it's the Hulk gets raped in this book. Uh or at least he gets sexually pleasured against his will. Uh and Maestro is like uh he ends up sending more women to go uh you know uh uh the guy said uh one of his uh uh advisors uh, uh, that he, uh, he, he, well, his wife doesn't say anything, but he explains that he is, uh, uh, how do I put it? Well, let me just tell you the scene. He goes, our guest seems to be in great pain. And he goes, he is minister, but not the kind you think. Maestro is saying he is minister, but not the kind you think. He is, however, powerless, experiencing sensations that he does not wish to have, feeling guilty over enjoying them and helpless to terminate the situation. And he sends more of the women that he has around him to go uh, please him. And he goes, I do not understand, sir. Why don't you simply kill him? And he goes, I am. I'm killing him with kindness. And eventually, uh, they get together and he goes, how you feeling? And he's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> and so uh, for a good amount of time, uh, my, uh, Hulk says, listen, if I could kill myself to get rid of you, I will. And Hulk and uh, Maestro gives him a gun and says, "If you okay, if you want to do it, then do it. Do it. Like he fucking like plays a little game of chicken, like, do it. And Hulk even starts sweating, and he just drops the gun and shit. And so he takes him around, shows him how he's running things, and, uh, you know, the how, how it is that it's good to be him. And, like, it, and basically he tells him, join me, and we can rule and all kinds of shit. We can rule the galaxy or whatever the fuck, you know. So, uh, towards the end, uh, while Hulk is supposedly injured and shit, what it's all, oh, it's actually a ruse. It's like plan B, as he calls it, it's plan B. So he dug a hole in his, uh, in his bedroom for the rebels to come in and they're going to strike at the heart of the maestro in his castle and shit. 
And Maestro's like, you don't think I fucking know this? You don't think I would... Like, it's not that he has the precognitive thing that, oh, since you did it, I already know that you did it. It's just that I know who you are. I know how you think I am you. So, uh, all hell breaks loose in the citadel, the castle, whatever the fuck. The rebels are fighting off the security that has them surrounded, and Hulk is... At one point, he sh- Maestro shoots him with a gun that uh, Forge from the X-Men created in order to kill him. And he said, uh, fortunately, he never got to use it, but I kept it just in case. So it won't be used against me. So uh, Hulk gets blasted, but he goes missing. And he's like, where is the Hulk? And he goes, uh, he goes to find him. And uh, eventually, he find, uh, Maestro finds uh, Rick Jones, who's like... A thousand years old, the way he's drawn, but he's like a hundred years old. And uh, Maestro ends up killing him. Uh, and then Hulk uh, reappears and they have another throwdown fight. And Maestro, there's a lot of talking, but <laughs> Maestro, um, basically, if you, if you read the book and you see the story, Maestro... Um, again, he's stronger, he's faster, and he's smarter than Smart Hulk. And granted, Hulk delivers quite the punishment, but it's not enough, you know? And it just, and as he, even though he's gaining ground on him, Uh, Maestro just gets madder, and he go and Hulk says, "Should have remembered the matter you get, the stronger you get, and you're completely mad, and you're completely mad." So he knows he can't beat him hand to hand. Clearly, uh, again, Maestro is much more deadlier, much more brutal, much more like I don't give a shit. Even if you're me, I will beat the living hell out of you, to no extent. So Hulk goes to Plan C. Uh, he goes. Uh, uh, he goes. You could have been worshipped, Hulk. Now, now you'll just be mourned. Provided uh, anyone is left to mourn you, which I seriously doubt. You're fighting the inevitable, Hulk. I'm simply the final product of natural selection. The strong survive. I am the strongest. I survived. When you go against me, you go against the laws of nature. Admit it. You'll die at my hands momentarily anyway. Let your last words be honest ones. Remove the blinders from your eyes and see the truth. I am the future. And uh, Hulk said, a nice little one-liner. He goes, wrong, your history. And he goes, what are you doing? Uh, Maestro's like, what are you doing? He goes, welcome to Plan C, Maestro. And it's uh, surprisingly Doom's time uh, uh, thing. Remember uh, and back in the old fucking, I think it was Fantastic Four issue 12, if I remember correctly. Uh, Doctor Doom had a time machine, which is basically a glass, flat glass surface that lifts up and teleports you somewhere else. Uh, to whatever time period you, you know, it's, it's uh, set at. So uh, it's Doom has always had it, 
and it's here it comes here and there but apparently uh Rick Jones had it and that's how they brought Hulk into the this future to uh fight the maestro for a long time when i was a kid <laughs> when i was a kid and this book came out and i was reading it i always called him the maestro the ma- the maestro because of the way it's spelled maestro m a e s t r i had no idea it was maestro I didn't learn that until, uh, let's just say, uh, not today years old, but pretty, fairly recently I learned that it was Maestro. So he teleports Maestro to another time period. And uh, Rick Jones dies from his wounds that uh, Maestro uh, inflicted on him. And everybody, uh, the rebels ask, uh, it's clear that, you know, the day is saved, but, you know, not without its losses. And somebody says, where's Maestro? Where did, where did the Maestro go? And um, Hulk says uh, uh, to face the music. And he sends him back to the day the Gamma Bomb went off. Um, uh, uh, Maestro appears in the desert and he's like, uh, he says, uh, it doesn't matter where uh, he sent me. If it's the past, I'll live to face him again. If it's the future, I'll conquer just as I... Uh, what's that? Miles off in the distance. And he sees Bruce Banner running over to Rick Jones in the Jeep and trying to get him to safety. And he hears the word bomb and he's like, bomb. And he turns around and behind him is the gamma bomb. So the same explosion that created the Hulk... Is the same explosion that killed and destroyed the maestro until he, eventually he comes back in a later uh, comic book uh, in the late, if I remember correctly, 1998, 97, late 97 or early 98, they tried to bring the, bring the maestro back, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, through some science shit. And so the story ends with um, Hulk and uh, Rick Jones' granddaughter, uh, Janice. Um, and they put his ashes on Captain America's shield and Hulk flings it to God knows where. Likes <laughs> uh, it, 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 like he flings it up into the air and the graphic is it like, shing. Like in the distance, like it's in fucking space now, you know, because we know when the Hulk throws something, he's throwing something. Um, and eventually, I guess he goes back to his time period in like the next issue and all that. But that's uh, on a side note. That is future imperfect is by far to me. The way for the Marvel Cinematic Universe can fix the Hulk. Not that he's broken, but he is a little damaged. Uh, Unfortunately, during these years that we've had the Hulk in the MCU, Marvel has not owned the Hulk. So they could do but so much with his story and with his character in the time that they had uh, with him. Uh, in order to do a standalone Hulk movie, they'd have to go back to Universal 
and Universal would have to be like they own the rights. Universal Studios own the rights to the Hulk uh, until sometime later this year. Those rights revert back to Marvel because again, and as the contracts, uh, as these contracts go, um, if a, if a studio is not making a, a, a or an active development of a project in a set amount of time, that project or that character goes back to where he belongs. It's been X amount of years since the Incredible Hulk with uh, Ed Norton. Um, excuse me, beg your pardon. Uh, it's been since uh, Incredible Hulk. Which was still, it was still under the Marvel Studios banner, <laughs> but um, it was more of uh, Universal Studios property. They were firmly behind that movie. So even though it had the Marvel Studios logo, it was not a Marvel Studios film. Uh, so in order to do another Hulk piece, they'd have to, you know, go to Universal and Universal would have to be the ones to do it. Um, and they didn't want that, apparently. So they did what they could in what time they had and what story timing they had for the Hulk. Uh, they glossed over uh, Planet Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. Um, they, they hop, skipped, and jumped to uh, Scar, his son, and the She-Hulk series. I mean, a total hop, skip, and a jump. So, I've said this before. I've said it, like, in several... I've said it in season one of the show. I'll say it again. Future Imperfect. Like, everyone that says, oh, you gotta do... They gotta do World War Hulk. They gotta do World War Hulk. That's the story. World War Hulk is the story. Or Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk is the story. World War Hulk is the story. That's not the... That's not the story. That's not hit. That's just a story to me. Uh, Hulk's never been... Uh, he's not... in Like, Planet Hulk, as great as that story is, by uh, Greg Pak. Or Pak, whatever. How do you pronounce that? Um... Planet Hulk was a good story. It was it, it's, it's a great story. Uh, uh, to be fair, it was a great and it was a really good animated film. It's very popular, clearly, but to me, that's not the Hulk story. That's just a great Hulk story. Um, neither, even to some people, Future Imperfect is not the Hulk story, but it is a is it is a great Hulk story, and it is a rather quintessential Hulk story as it deals with both sides of of I guess who or what the Hulk can be you have the hero in Smart Hulk and you have the villain in Maestro who is the last survivor of the apocalypse and he's done what he can to rebuild in his image what he thought or what he thinks or what he felt was the society that uh, not only the humans deserved, but what he deserved, you know, uh, it's, uh, so 
like I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Future Imperfect is probably the best story they can go with at this point in time when it comes to the Incredible Hulk. Here's the caveat. Or not the caveat, but here's the thing. I said uh, in previous episodes that I would get Eric Bana to play the maestro. Because, of course, we have, as we're dealing with the multiverse, you can have variants. You can bring back old, old actors who played the same character. But now you can go either way. If, if, this is a huge if, if you can get um, Edward Norton to come back as a variant Bruce Banner or an evil Bruce Banner, per se, as the maestro. Like, even if it, he is a fantastic fucking actor. Uh, will he do it at this point in time? I don't, I honestly don't think he will ever come back. Not unless they said, uh, because what he wanted, uh, what prevented him from coming back as the Incredible Hulk for future movies was he had a dispute with Marvel Studios or Universal or somebody that who was in charge. I'm, I'm thinking it's Marvel. Either he wanted more money, he wanted more writing, uh, uh, what was it? He wanted more writing credit or he wanted the movie to be edited a certain way or there was things uh, that had to do with the creative process of the film that he wanted and Marvel said no. So he said, fuck yeah, I'm not coming back for the next one. You know, I'm pretty sure they, you know, money talks, as they say, especially in Hollywood, money fucking talks. But if they approach him with like, listen, we want to do future imperfect. Uh, we're willing to take your writing advice or whatever the fuck maybe if they've come to some kind of compromise and then he says okay how much are you gonna fucking pay me you know if it comes down to money they got the fucking money to do it this is fucking disney they oh they have the fucking money so they're 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 in one alternate universe there is an uh a version of this film that you can make with either eric bana which I still lean more towards. Or you could do it with Edward Norton. You could do a flashback. Or even have the actors you know, perform the character as is. You know, just like Mark Ruffalo still portrays Hulk in Hulk form. And if you have to, and if you want to, to like keep it with current times have the maestro have a son that died you know give him some kind of sympathy type angle to his character and or or hulk and scar 
are having issues or of some kind. And somehow Hulk, I mean, Scar ends up in the alternate future with the maestro. And then Hulk has to go and save his son. Or even better, even better. I'm, I'm brainstorming this shit as I'm going along. <laughs> Rick Jones, if they, they don't even have a Rick fucking Jones in the MCU. Which is sad. But have the whole Rick Jones version, whoever character you can, that's connected to the Hulk. At least in the MCU. Have them send their granddaughter or whatever to the past and pick up Hulk or Scar. Or pick up Scar, thinking that he's the Hulk. Bring him to the future. He meets Maestro. Maestro takes him in as the son he never had. You know. They make the mistake, figure out their mistake, and they go get the real Hulk. And Hulk is like, oh, you ha- you took my son? What the fuck is wrong with you? If you needed my help, you could have fucking came to me. Why did you take my son? And so he goes to the future. And not only does he have to fight the maestro, but he would have to fight his son, his brainwashed son. So you have a family dynamic. You have your bad guy. You have so many different story elements you can do within that story. But the story you tell is future imperfect. And I, I'm telling you, subscribers, because <laughs> it's for you guys. Even though I've said this before in other podcasts. Eric Bana, as the maestro, would be fucking awesome. Would be fan-fucking-tastic. I mean, he's old enough. He has the acting chops. He has the girth to him. He has the... I think he. Ha- I think he is the one you get to portray the maestro up against Mark Ruffalo's Smart Hulk. And you just and then you have a big old fucking beatdown, a huge fucking fight between the two. A fight amongst Titans and shit. And of course our our guy has to win, so uh I I would suggest with the help of his son and shit and you know, it it's it fucking writes its fucking self. So Marvel, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Kevin Feige, I know you're listening because you're 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 a subscriber, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my idea. That's the story of Future Imperfect. Um, moving on to the second story is called The Last Titan, or AKA The End, by Peter David and Dale Cohen. Apparently, something happened. A nuclear explosion. Somehow, someway. Hulk and Bruce Banner is the last man on Earth. There's mutant bugs that attack him when he's the Hulk and shit. And they eat him alive. But with his healing factor, he just regenerates. And comes back to live to fight another day. So it's depressing for... You know, it's a depressing story. <laughs> To say the least. But every time uh, Bruce Banner either becomes in danger or tries to kill himself or whatever the case may be, Hulk takes over, creates, you know, 
you know, does some damage and keeps it moving. And then, you know, so eventually uh, it's Bruce Banner telling the story of how, you know, the world ended. Uh, the world ended and Hulk was the last one to remain. And eventually Hulk just like let everything go to shit, buried himself in a fucking hole and let the world end around him. And so uh, with uh, with the assistance of a video bot that was left by a machine observer from outer space, like, cause eventually it, it kind of hops around in, in time, but that, uh, uh, he tells the story of how the world came to an end and Hulk burned himself away and let it happen. And that eventually, uh, a robot from outer space came and he said, oh, I'm here to chronologize the end of the human race. And it turns out you're the last man on earth. Everyone's dead. So... Uh, uh, he says, I'm going to leave you now. It's not my job to kill. He's like, uh, so are you going to kill me to make sure? And he goes, do you want me to? And he goes, no. Okay. Then he goes, you'll change your mind. (laughs) And he goes, but that's not my job. Genocide is not my programming and all that shit. So, but eventually I'll leave this vid bot to, you know, you can record, uh, yourself and we'll, uh, they said that the Scr- the Kree and the Scroll Army, uh, the Scroll Empires, uh, joined forces in celebration of the annihilation of the human race. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you're the last guy, and here's this vidbot to record your progress of how you live with yourself. <laughs> and so he has this companion of a vidbot uh, recording his every action as he's Bruce Banner, or every re- action as he is the, as the Hulk. So these mutant, these mutated bugs, fucking uh, uh, are coming in a swarm, and Bruce Banner trips, and he, you know, as he's getting excited, Hulk comes out, and he attacks the bugs, but the bugs are too many; they overwhelm him and they eat him alive. And eventually, he regenerates and comes back, and he comes back as Bruce Banner. He comes back as the Hulk, and. Um, Eventually, Bruce Banner takes over again, and then we tell he tells the story of how it happened. And so, by the end of it, um, Bruce Banner is having a heart attack because uh, he's so old. He's you know, I mean, he's fucking malnourished and all that shit. And he's fucking like a, uh, he looks in the artwork. He looks like at least seventy, eighty, maybe ninety years old. But since he transforms into the Hulk, he has prolonged, I guess, prolonged life as the Hulk is more immortal than anything else. And so he's having a heart attack. And he's going like Hulk is like, what are you doing? Let me take over. And uh, and uh, Hulk and then Bruce Banner sees a, a resemblance to Prometheus, the story of Prometheus. Like he was Prometheus. He was the last Titan. He was the first and the last Titan. Um, he brought fire to man, which was the nuclear bomb, the gamma bomb. And his punishment was becoming the Hulk. And the and the bugs are like um, uh, the birds that the the 
that eat Prometheus alive and shit until he regenerates and they just do it all over the fuck again. So he draws a comparison between him and Prometheus and the story of that story. And while he's dying, he's trying to tell Hulk, like, listen, we can end this. You know, we could be at peace. You know, we could be with our friends. We could be with the people that loved us, that we love. Betty, She-Hulk, Doc Samson, Rick, Marlo, his mother. Uh, all, like, all these characters are there. And he's like, half of it doesn't see it and the other half sees it. Like, uh, Bruce Banner sees them. But Hulk doesn't see them. And he's like, we can be with our friends. We could be at peace. We could be out of here. We could be, we won't be alone. And um, Hulk is like fighting so hard against it. And he's trying to take over and stop Bruce from dying. And Hulk says, no, I have no friends. They hurt Hulk. They're not real. And, you know, they always hurt Hulk and shit like that. And eventually... Like he goes, um, he goes, see this place of peace. Hulk, uh, Chess can't think. Hulk, don't do it. Let me go. Let us go, please. And he's like trying to tell him, like, listen, let's let just let us fucking die. And Hulk says, no. And uh, he says, Banner is gone now. Got rid of him last night. Uh, it's a pretty. He goes, um, I'm just going to try and read this as best as I possibly can. Banner tried to make Hulk die, but Hulk was too str- uh, too smart. Hulk was too strong. Hulk will never let Banner come back because if Hulk ever does, then Hulk would die. And Hulk does not ever want to die, not ever. Because then, then everyone who kept trying to kill Hulk will win. And Hulk can't ever let them win. Even though they are gone, Hulk must still win. Hulk must never lose. Hulk will even find way to beat Bug someday. And Hulk... Hulk doesn't miss Banner at all. Hulk is happy to be alone. Yes, Hulk is happy. Hulk never needed Banner. Never needed any of them. Because if Hulk needed someone, then Hulk would be weak. And Hulk must must never be weak. Because Hulk is Hulk the strongest one there is. Hulk is Hulk is only one there is. Only one there is. Hulk feels cold. And it's him all alone in the night, in the desert, with the Vidbot. And that's the end of the story. So he says, like, if I turn back into Banner, I will die. So I'm not going to turn back into Banner. I'm just going to be the Hulk for the rest of my fucking life. Cold and alone. And it's a sad story. It's a really sad, like, it really is the end. (laughs) It's the end of everything. And it's just, like, Hulk was all by himself. So it's a little sad. Um, But, again... The Hulk story (laughs) that should be told on the big screen, whether it's a two-parter or a good, solid two-and-a-half-hour movie, Future Imperfect. If you've never read Future Imperfect, I'm not going to read it to you. I can't, I don't have the je ne sais quoi to read the whole story to you. But uh, oh, there's also a nice splash page that uh, that George Perez does of all the memorabilia. Uh, you got Magneto's helmet, Tinkerer's helmet, Nova's helmet, Doom's helmet, Doom's mask, uh, Captain America's shield. Um, I think there's even a Superman Easter egg here. 
uh, there's a couple of Easter eggs in this picture, but uh, you got Sunspot, you got Silver Surfer's board, you got uh, Thor's helmet, uh, the cloak, Super, uh, uh, so, uh, Doctor Strange's cloak, a couple of Iron Man suits, Spider-Man's mask, Thor's helmet. Um, if you look close, there's a lot of Easter eggs and shit. Uh, you got Wolverine's skeleton, uh, a Sentinel's head, Doctor Octopus's arms. Uh, you got a whole bunch. It's a whole splash page of any and all superheroes that you know mattered at the time. Uh, in this room of you know, they're all kind of damaged goods and shit, but you know he kept them as souvenirs. And Rick Jones is in Professor X's chair. You got Ghost Rider's bike in the background. I think Red Skull's skull. <laughs> but yeah, like what the like that's what happened. Like when the great you know explosion or some shit happened, um, or whatever the fuck that became this world. Rick Jones, you know, collected all those uh, memorabilia. So yeah. That's the story. That's the story of Hulk the End. Thank you so much, subscribers, for listening, for joining me for this episode, episode 72. Uh, this was all for you. Again, tell your friends. For $1.99 a month, you get to uh, choose which books I review for you. And um, yeah, it's a great book. If you're Even if you're not into comics, it's a good fucking story to read. Uh, with compelling character, you know, uh, character uh, studies of both Maestro and Hulk. So um, I highly recommend it. It's a great book, great read. Even if you get the single issues of Future Imperfect, you're golden. Um, that's going to be the show for today. Uh, you guys are going to choose, you subscribers are going to choose what's the next book I talk about or review per se. Uh, I'll give you guys a list and you guys uh, pick and choose. Um, I will be doing the next subscribers only show will be the movie commentary track for Darkman. I just downloaded um, Buckaroo Banzai so I could get uh, insight of what the fuck that movie is. I'll be watching it sometime soon. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, one ninety nine a month. You get comic reviews. You get movie commentary tracks. You get uh, spoiler reviews for movies. You get uh, special thank you art if you're a first time subscriber. Um, again, just tell your friends. I don't know why I'm telling you guys what you get because you should already know what you get because you subscribe to the show. <laughs> uh, I've uh, prattled on enough. Um, Shut up and get to the point. <laughs> um, um, um. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be the show folks episode 72 in the books uh for you subscribers only um i'll put out a poll of which book is next for you guys whichever one you choose is going to be the next one and um yeah so the next episode either 73 or 74 is going to be for you guys, uh, the movie commentary track for Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson, directed by Sam Raimi from 1990, 1990, or yeah, 1990, 1990's Dark Man, um, that's coming up 
fairly shortly. Uh, until next time, folks. Peace out.